What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. And I am back with my top five bets for the week in the world of mixed martial arts. A few different promotions featured this week. There's a lot of European MMA on uh, this weekend, as well as the, uh, I was going to say, big UFC card. It's not that big of a card, but it's, uh, you know, an, an interesting few fights on it. Do you know what? It's actually... I would say a lot of these cards are not sneakily that good. This one kind of is sneakily okay, to be honest. Um, <laughs> uh, and that's probably as good as you're going to get from uh, <laughs> from me on, on the, these UFC cards. Uh, the, these fight night cards are kind of are meaningless in lots of different ways. But the main event is very meaningful. Uh, and there's a few other fun fights in the middle of it as well. And, you know, we can't complain too much because there's two... Really, really great pay-per-views, one of which is, which is actually a pay-per-view here over by me, but that's another discussion for another day. Uh, but they're coming up very soon, so we can't complain too much, I suppose. Um, you know, someone described it to me the other day as kind of a, a quiet period in the world of mixed martial arts, and I suppose, I suppose it is in one way, and in another way you have... You still have lots of... So you Cage Warriors last week, a massive card. Obviously, we gave the bets uh, in that... One of the fights fell through, so it didn't happen. One of the bets is a future bet, and I think out of the three left, I think we got, I think we got two right, maybe. But um, yeah, it, look, I said it last week, and it's uh, you know, it wasn't a, a banner week, I suppose, for betting because there wasn't loads of MMA. There is loads of MMA this weekend, but not. I wouldn't say loads of top level MMA octagon. KSW putting on very, very good cards. Uh, Octagon especially are growing an awful lot. We know where KSW are still obviously ahead of, of probably everyone in Europe at the moment. And obviously, you know, we know, we know what the UFC are. So um, very interesting time for betting. Very interesting time as well. I would say to keep an eye on, you know, even the, the previews that I'm doing for KSW with my help, um, the help of my good friend Sean Denny. Keep an eye on people like him. Keep an eye on... You know, if there's a cage where it's car coming up myself and, and, you know, other people covering the sport in this part of the world, I really think it helps. Even if, you know, not if you're not, they're not giving out betting advice, but they might, you know, tell you something about this fighter which you hadn't seen or heard before and you can use that in your own, um, you know, your, your own betting picks, I suppose, which I kind of like to do. You know, I'd never advise anyone to take all of my picks on board. I'd advise someone to listen to what I have to say. Maybe if I pull out something about a certain fighter, an Irish fighter, or a fighter I've been watching for a long time in Bellator or Cage Warriors in the UFC, and make their own decision on how they, how they would like to bet. Um, so, yeah, I had a very interesting week in the world of betting, actually. I, my, my beloved Man United were playing this week. Anthony Martial, one of their strikers, I betted him to score. He was injured in the warm-up. But they, so I think I may have gotten my money back if he was injured in the warm-up. Maybe I would have been lucky. But no, he played and went off after like 10 minutes injured and the guy who replaced him, Cristiano Ronaldo, which people know, scored. So a bad week for me and betting. Bad week. And let's, uh, <laughs> bet responsibly, but let's responsibly get that money back. <laughs> and Anthony Martial with the bets uh, with the bets for this week. Let's get straight into it. First bet of the week. Um, I have two from the UFC first and two from European MMA. And then I have my flyer of the week is from the UFC as well. First bet, I'm going for uh, I'm going for um, Askar Askarov as my first bet this week, and I'm going for him to win uh, inside the de- uh, sorry win by decision, not inside this win by decision at plus one fifty uh, against Brandon Rival. And if you look at that fight, uh, straight up Askar Askarov is around. Uh, I see him around minus two fifty. I see him minus two forty here in a couple of places. Rival around minus two oh five, minus or sorry, plus two oh five or plus two hundred. So you're changing that bet from, you know, minus two fifty to a plus 
by taking it by decision now we're at flyweight and we see an awful lot of decisions we know at flyweight and an awful lot of very very good fights I'm uh, I'm not uh, bringing down flyweight in, in any way but um, I always love to look and see what the decision prices are now having said that Askar Askarov hasn't had too many decisions in his career three only sorry four four decisions in his career uh, three uh, uh, sorry three decision wins in his career one draw and one decision loss and those were his last five fights so he had three decision wins in a row either side of the draw and the loss so it, all of his last few fights are by decision five in a row all by decision so I think that tells a lot you look at a guy and you look at that record and he has you know seven submissions four KOs and thinking oh, he's only a few decisions but when you look at it closer they're all you know they're all the most recent fights you look at Brandon Rival and he is I suppose um you know a similar guy not many decisions only two decision wins but four decision losses that is a very very key part of this year now I'm not a big one always for looking at stats I like looking at the ability of one guy versus the ability of the next guy um, but sometimes when you're especially when you're looking at betting like this I think you have to look at it that way you look at him against Bontorin as well you know we remember Bontorin I suppose most famously maybe for some people against Guy Car France going in taking him down use, using his wrestling he went to a decision with Bontorin the rival and you know, that's his only decision in, in the last while. But if you're talking about a guy, and I'll mention it again, um, Rival, seven submission wins, you know, only three KOs, you know, one loss by submission. So 10 of his 16 fights, uh, sorry, 10 of his 20 fights, half of his fights have ended in a, uh, ended in a submission. But when you look then at Askarov as well, Almost half of his fights, seven of uh, of sixteen, uh, seven of sixteen, have ended in a submission as well. You, very often in MMA, when you have two submission guys going against each other, it's very, very unlikely to end in submission. Now, I wouldn't say they're submission guys. Askar Askarov, very, very well rounded. Rival, very well rounded. I would look at Askarov as more of a striker these days than anything else. I suppose you know a lot of uh, the, the Russian fighters come through, won a lot of their fights, uh, you know, by, by submission. But he was you know fighting in ACB and other places as well, getting guillotines and triangles and anacondas and everything. But is the likelihood of these two lads submitting each other high? I would say probably no, and the levels as I read out the the amount of knockouts they've had hasn't been massive either. So that this I'm giving it to you purely here from a statistical point of view. First of all, that all those statistics to me point to this one going to decision. A lot of decisions recently against top level guys. When you meet uh, when rival especially meets uh, you know a grappler uh, as good as him goes to decision. It's a stalemate. Now having said that. On the feed, Askarov, like, I, I think Askarov is the type of guy who will dominate and dominate and dominate and, you know, finish you late. Even uh, you look at some of his submissions and stuff, he's, you know, the second round, third round, he's a fifth round submission win. You know, I don't know, is he, and not since 2014 has he finished a fight in the first round. So he's not the type of guy, he's a very, very good striker, very good all-around fighter, but he's not exactly, like, going to blow you away early, is he? You know, he's not that type of fighter the, the last, what, say eight years show that? And I think Rival, you know, we've seen Rival, we, we know what Rival is as well. He's a very, very good fighter. He can, you know, he can <laughs> blow you away, I suppose. He will beat Matt Schnell. In uh, in the first round in in that fight, 
uh, a, a couple of months ago. You know, he's. Uh, I'm just looking here through his record. He has a good few first round finishes, but is he going to blow Askar Askarov away? I don't think so. Now, if you look at that way, I said earlier on, two submission guys going against each other, and they're not submission guys because, you know, Askar Askarov especially, you couldn't uh, call him that. But also, like, if you look at their. The submission mess, you say that's even. You look at the striking and say Askar Askarov, I think is probably a better um I think I think he's a better striker, although rival, you know, you can never rule uh, you can never rule the guys fighting out of Factory X and uh, and and you know that that gym out of out of it in terms of the ability to strike. There's some really, really good strikers there. You know, we see I'm just looking through some of the guys on, on their roster, like you know, Anthony Hernandez hits very hard, Anthony Smith, very, very good striker and, and others as well. You can never rule them out, but I just think Askarov is going to be a little ahead. And I don't think he's going to blow him out early, and I think it's going to go long. So all that point, and now that's a very, very long-winded explanation to maybe prove my point. But I think, looking at it in the cold light today, I think a lot of that does prove the point, to be honest. Uh, I think it'll go to decision, and I think Askarov will win. If you're simply asking me that, I do think it'll be a great fight, though, because I do think, as I said, I think Rival will go for it early. I think Askarov will just be a little bit too good. And I think there could be like a nullification in the middle with Askarov maybe winning uh, late again. I think it's going to be a very, very fun fight, a very, very good fight. And we'll see like <coughs> Askarov, like Askarov, I think for a long time, and me and a lot of other people thought Askarov was like bound for championship glory, I think. He'd won so many fights in a row. The only blip was the draw, I suppose, with Moreno, who's you know gone on to be the multiple-time champion. And then obviously he lost to Kai Carafrance and a brilliant performance from Kai Carafrance. You know, he beat Joseph Benavides, beat Pantoja before that as well. And I think he'll get back to those winning ways. So to win that decision, plus 150, Askar Askarov, that's a good first bet of the week. I like that. Get yourself on the board. I, I like that bet. Uh, the next bet, I'm going for the opposite. I'm going for someone to win inside the distance. Uh, and the bet I'm going for is Alonzo Minifield to win inside the distance. He's fighting Misha Serkinov. Um... And I was, you know what, I was a little bit surprised to see him as big of a favourite as he is uh, at minus 200, minus 225 some places, minus one, or sorry, plus 180 for Misha Serkinov. But I was also surprised to see the, that the inside the distance price was min, uh, plus 105 because... Honestly, like if if he's winning this fight, I, I, I like I thought he might be a, like a little bit of a favorite here because we see the big power, we see what he's done recently, and I thought the knockout price wouldn't have been, you know, too different from the price to just win straight up. But the fact it's plus money, I like that a lot. Now, sorry, that's to win inside the distance, so you win, win not by knockout or submission. Just to win by knockout is plus one off uh, one twenty five. The difference between, you know, that and that, I win for the plus 105. Now, if you like the plus 125, uh, I wouldn't put you off that either. But I think that's a really good price, plus 105 for Minifield to win uh, uh, to win inside the distance. Like, you look at kind of, you look at the, traje- the trajectory of both of them, and I think it's a it's a tough one to look at. And not think that uh, that Minifield is maybe on the more of an upward trajectory. He he won against Masarov the last time. Obviously, the, the William Knight fight was a bit of a a bit of a weird one, and he beaten you know Ed Herman and, and Charant before that. You know, in his career, twelve of his wins, nine of them have been uh, been by KO two submissions as well. So all but one uh, have been um, inside the distance. So. You know, I'm betting him inside the distance. That's fair enough. That 
what's that, over 90% uh, in, inside the distance. You look at Misha Sarkinov, his eight losses, seven of them have been inside the distance. You know, four by KO, three by submission. So if you're looking at that method, I think those will go a long way to kind of to, to prove that. Uh, Sirkinov as well, more to the point that uh, he's maybe on a downer trajectory as opposed to, I mean, if he lost his last three in a row, finished in two of them, Ryan Spann and Willing determined. Now, Spann, I think, is a very, very good fighter on his day. Um, you know, the Jacko lost split decision close one. That Wellington, Wellington determined, though, you know, okay, it's an armbar, uh, I suppose, but it it's not a good sign, I suppose, for someone like Misha Sarkinov, who, 35 years of age now as well, getting on in years, I suppose. You look at uh, Minifield is, is 34, but I would say he's maybe a younger 34 to, <laughs> than the 35 there. I, like, I've always liked Sarkinov, and I like what he can do. I, I, I think he's a good, well-rounded fighter. I always, him and Ian Gutelaba, for some reason, I always have like a little bit of a soft spot for him, and, and I always think they can maybe rise a little bit. And Johnny Walker as well, I don't know, that kind of, that, uh, class of, um, <laughs> of, of light heavyweights that came up, maybe not together actually, they're probably, they were a bit apart, I suppose. I've always had a, a bit of, bit of a soft spot for them, and thought, I thought, do you know what? It's a it's a division where you think one of them would rise, and none of them really have. May, you know, may, Johnny Walker I think is actually a good. Uh, recently, maybe not the the all the perform all the um, the performances I think have gone for him, but the the wins maybe have not all gone to. Obviously, the Jamal Hill one was very disappointed early, but the Chaga Santos fight was uh, a very good performance and not a good win. Obviously, he had the the win last time uh, as well, but. Uh, Getting away from the point, I think Minifield may be a bad matchup in terms of right now <coughs> for um for sure. Sir, Sirkinov, you you know you're on a three fight uh, loss. I I like uh three fight losing skin. You I I think Sirkinov, especially with the po- the power, you know Alonzo Minifield's nickname is Atomic. I'm just looking here. I think he's gonna want to push this against the cage and take him down. I really do. And when you do that sort of thing against Minifield. <sighs> there's a big chance you're going to get knocked out because he's smart to that and he's quick and he, he he loves throwing that uppercut and he loves throwing that kind of check hook inside and then if you miss like the problem is if he gets the first one Sarkinov and takes him down now may, maybe he won't maybe he'll just go and strike with him but I, I'm thinking you're fighting someone like Minifield I don't think you want to do that but let's say he does that all well and good but if he goes for the first one and doesn't get him down that's trouble, because then you've Minifield, you, you lose a bit of confidence. Um, you've Minifield coming forward at you, and when that happens, and Minifield starts landing those big shots, it's going to be very hard to survive that. Very, very hard. So, this is a fight where, if Sirkinov wasn't on a three fight losing skit, if this wasn't career almost defining at, at this stage of his career defining, anyway, I suppose I would have this closer. But I just think, I think Minifield. That edge will be there for Minifield, and I, I think he'll win it. And to win inside the distance, uh, plus one five, I think that's I think that's a pretty pretty good bet there. Uh, right, my next bet I am going for is from KSW, and I will come back uh, and I will give an, another couple of picks uh, from the UFC. I know people ask me for uh, some picks from the UFC. I will do that. Now I won't give all my picks from the UFC because I like you know I like to study a bit more, especially the ones I'm looking at. I, pick, I like to pick out a few fights and study and and kind of look at the the records and look at a few fights as well, and uh, you know and and see which way I'm going with them. And I haven't done that for all of the UFC cards, so I don't I don't like giving picks for all of them. I like looking at the prices, maybe seeing what the uh, um, 
you know what the initial thoughts are on each of the prices and going from there but we, we will go through some of them very interesting KSW card um, I let my preview for it will be out before this uh, I'm sure uh, but the bet I'm going for in that KSW card not the biggest price in the world but I'm going for Thomas Narcoon to beat uh, Enrique De Silva uh, he's minus 400 there so maybe you want to throw it into uh, an accumulator and actually my next bet isn't the biggest price either maybe you want to throw that into accumulators or maybe try the two of them together but uh, this is a win on the board I think here you look at Enrique De Silva and I mentioned this in the preview show as well um, who was, it? It was Arslan he went in there in the last fight against and he just absolutely absolutely threw hell for leather and you've seen him do this before now I'm not sure he'll do that against Narcoon but the problem is either way it's going to be a tough night against Narcoon when Enrique De Silva went in there against Arslan he went hell for leather Arslan kind of threw the jab threw the right hand threw the counters and got the silver out of there very quickly. I think got him out of there in the first round. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, maybe in the first, what, two or three minutes. Um, and if he does that against Narcoon, Narcoon will take him out of there quicker, I think. Or will, maybe not quicker, but maybe more devastatingly, he will absolutely jab him up. You know, if he needs to push him against the cage and, and take him down, or any, if he needs to push him against the cage and make his life a misery for him, he absolutely will do that. He will do what's what's needed in there. And that is a really, really, really bad position to be in uh, if... Uh, if you're Enrique da Silva, it is a really, really, really bad position to be in because you're just going to get you're going to get destroyed. Now, the other part of that, if the Silva comes in there and he fights a slower pace and he doesn't go at him, well, Narcoon's just going to pick him apart. He really, really is just going to absolutely pick him apart. Um, Narcoon as well, really good on the ground, as I mentioned really good take lines, but also guillotines triangles rear naked chokes as well as being a very very good kickboxer the Silva's chances on the feet to land a big shot but I would say that's unlikely you know the plus he's on what is he he's probably plus 300 plus 350 that's not big enough for a flyer I wouldn't give him as a flyer and I'm going for uh, I'm going for Thomas Narcoon to win that very very good fighter um will be looking to get back in the mix for a title shot. Obviously, the former uh, £205 champion. So, a big, big fight for him. I don't think he'll make any mistakes. To be honest, I think I think Enrique da Silva will make mistakes. So, uh, even more clear there for uh, for Narcoon in that one. And uh, I think, that, honestly, I wouldn't give a plus 400 if I didn't think it was a good price. I think this is a very good price. So, yeah, I, I sorry, minus 400. Uh, and uh, I, think, uh, I think he'll get it done there. Right, the fourth bet. Uh, I'm going for Mallory Martin. She is uh, minus 350 uh, here um, in her fight over on uh, Octagon. So, you know, Octagon have been doing really good things uh, of late. Um, and they have another very, very good card here. John Hathaway is on the card of people. You know, my might remember um, Christian Eckerling, who's a massive... Um, star coming through and Mallory Martin as well she's fighting Katharina Delidza now I was looking through this and this one stood out to me because uh, one of Mallory Mar- uh, Martin's opponents was one of my bets from last week on the Cage Warriors card the uh, Signy and Katharina Delidza I was like where did I know that name looked her up on Sherdog.com and she fought Danny McCormick from Ireland so I I was like oh yeah and I remember and I went and watched her um, and Mallory Martin here to win this fight is minus 350 and I think that is a very, very good bet, to be honest. Uh, if anyone knows, you know, Danny McCormack, and she won that fight against Delidza, 
she's a good striker, but she's a very good grappler, takes people down, dominates them that way. And looking at that fight coming in for the lids, I thought that was an area where she could be caught. Um, and she had been and was caught in, in those sort of areas. You look at Mallory Martin, especially her fight against uh, Designe in the, I think it was in the Contender Series, if I'm not mistaken. I was on a uh, very good rest and will take you down and win the fight that way. And really, I don't have much more of a call in it than that. I think, look, I think in general, Marley Martin is a more well-rounded fighter than Katarina Delidza. I think she's just a way, way, way better fighter. And again, at minus 350, I wouldn't give that bet unless, you know, sometimes you just watch two people and you think, ah, not that they shouldn't be fighting, but like, this is kind of a layup for this fighter, you know, sometimes you just see those fights, they can even happen in real high level fights, like, that time uh, Daniel Cormier and Dan Henderson were meant to fight, like, Dan Henderson, a really, really good fighter, legend of the sport, but he's put in there with like a prime Daniel Cormier, who is, you know, 50 pounds heavier than probably even though they're fighting at the same weight. N- and naturally, I suppose, 50 pounds heavier than them. You know that fight is going to go this way. I feel like that in Mallory Martin. Now, famous last words for me here. <laughs> I've been very strong in it, but I do think Mallory Martin, I just think her wrestling is going to be too much. Uh, that bet at minus 350. I, look, I was looking at that and I was li- I was genuinely expecting it to be minus 1,000. Like genuinely expecting it to be minus a thousand, maybe a minimum of like minus five, minus six hundred. But when I see a minus three fifty, that is a great one. If you're doing three or four UFC bets this weekend, you want to throw in some take home letter. That's a good one. That's a good one to throw in there to that accumulator. So over an octagon, um, you know, there's some interesting names on it. Jeremy Kimball is on the card. As I mentioned, John Hathaway. He's a favourite as well. It's interesting. John Hathaway's been out for a long, long time and he's minus 250 favourite there. You know, Christian Eckerling is a big favourite, minus 400 uh, as well uh, against Danielson Neves. You know, it's it's an interesting card. I'm going I'm to probably tune in for some of that uh, as well. You know, it's, it's hard to get everything because there's, uh, as I said, K- KSW and other things as well. But um, yeah, I, I, that's, uh, that's my bet from there anyway. Right. My last bet, my flyer of the week. I'm going for the UFC main event, and I'm going for Viviana Arujo to win inside the distance at plus six hundred. Now this is a great price. I, I, I was I was very surprised uh, when I when I saw this coming up and I saw the uh, uh, the price on this uh, Arujo as well. I, you know, just straight up, I like that bet. Uh, plus one ninety, minus two two five for uh, for Alexa Grasso. Um, <sighs> I, do you know what? Maybe I've gotten carried away a little bit. Maybe, maybe, maybe I have gotten carried away uh, a little bit with uh, with Viviane Arujo. But I really, really enjoyed um, her last performance. I thought she was very, very good. I, you look at her and she's a physically so you know strong and physically a very, very good you know athlete as well as a good technician. And when you beat Andrea Lee, I think the way she did. I think that's a fantastic win. Okay, before that, she lost to Kaylin Chukagan, but it was, I, I don't know, it, it was one of those fights where you kind of ride off a little bit just because of the stage of her career. Now, the problem with her, and I was talking to my good friend Spencer Kyle about this as well, she is 35 years of age, so now is the time she kind of has to do it. Um, But I just, you look at her and you like, look at what she's done over the last while and... I know, okay, she's gone to a lot of decisions. You know, her last five, six in a row have all been decisions. So maybe I'm gone mad picking her inside the distance. I just think the five rounds against Grasso will be a, 
I think it'll be an advantage for Arusha. You know, you look at Grasso's record. In all her fights, she's never been five rounds. She's never been to that five. And I think, you know, okay, you, you look at Arujo and, yeah, okay, she hasn't been either. And so maybe I'm, maybe, I'm, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I just feel like her style might suit it better than the boxing-heavy style that we see from Alexa Grasso. Now, we saw her absolutely destroy Joanne Wood in her last fight and, and end up submitting her. <sighs> I just think when you're when you're Alexa Grasso, I think you have a very big physical speed and um, athletic advantage over most people in that division when you fight them. Now, Macy Barber is someone who has that too, and she was able to beat her. But will that? Who will have the advantage in this fight? Is maybe the question I'm asking here. I think it'll be Arujo. I really, really do. I think it'll be Arujo who has that. I think she'd be able to soak up a lot of the pressure I think she'd be able to miss a lot of the shots and I think she'd be able to maybe use her strength and her size to take away the gas tank and maybe a little bit of Grasso now maybe I'm wrong and maybe Grasso will get into the fourth and the fifth round and won't struggle but I just have a feeling she might now this is a flyer as well this is a flyer so a lot of the flyers are on feeling and this one is definitely on a feeling I just I just got something, and I've had a couple of people maybe try to talk me out of it. You know, Spencer included recently, with, with good reason. You know, they're probably right. I just see something in Arusha. I really do. I just see, I see something I like. I may, you know, you look at the people up behind me, and I see something I like in all of them, and I, I, I'm that sort of person. I'm that sort of guy who bets as well. You know, when you're looking at the best, like, is that going to work in that situation? Is that person going to take advantage of this thing when that happens? And that's, I look at Arusha and I just feel like she has more weapons to make things work than most other people. Now, will that be the case if it goes into like a purely a boxing match with Alexa Grasso from distance? No, no. Uh, Absolutely not. I wouldn't say that at all. I think she needs to mix up. Should I, uh, am I thinking going out grappling the whole time or whatever? No, no, absolutely. I think she needs to be well-rounded. She needs to show that well-roundedness. And she needs to take Arusha, uh, Grasso sorry, to places she hasn't been before. That's what she needs to do. And I think I think if she can do that, I think she can get the stoppage here. Inside the, diff- inside the distance is, is interesting. You know, plus 600. You can get it. I'm actually looking at one place here. It's up as far as plus 700. To win by knockout, she's plus um, 1600. So if you fancy that, submission plus 900. Very, very interesting there. So, yeah, that's my bet. I'm going for Arugia inside the distance, plus 600. Right, let me take a look at a couple more of the other bets. Um, I look, at, first of all, at KSW, uh, Damien Stesiak against Ruhala. Minus 240 for Ruhala. I, I, I remember I said on the preview show, I'd look at the betting there and see what price Stesiak is. Plus 190, I don't think it's enough to tempt me, but... I don't think I'd bet on the minus 240 of Ruchala either. He's the up-and-coming guy. I think he's 7-0. Stasiak's been around for a long time, fought in lots of different of the big promotions. Um, I think that's... I would avoid that one, to be honest. I would avoid, If I was betting on anyone, I'd bet on Stasiak at minus or plus 190. I wouldn't bet at Ruchala. Now, maybe afterwards, that looks like a great price and he wins it. But I would like... I'd take another step before I would go with that one. 
Very interesting price here. The Omelanchuk Martinek. Omelanchuk is minus uh, two hundred five. And let me just make sure here in case I got mad. Yes, he was. I looked at this earlier in the week, and he was plus uh, one ten. He was plus one ten. Omelanchuk was, and Martinek was minus one twenty. Opus minus. Sorry, he was minus one thirty seven. Uh, when I looked at these first, so this is taking a massive jump here. Uh, my, from Martinek has gone from minus one thirty seven to plus one sixty five, and Omelanchuk is now a, a minus two or five favorite. Very very interesting lines. Very interesting. Now I, I haven't seen too much of Martinek. I spoke to, to Sean Dini about him. Very very good fighter by all accounts, and from what I ha- what I have seen of him, very very good. Omelanchuk, we know he's been around for a long time. Again. I find that hard to judge, lads. I, I don't know. Maybe more betting, better better betting experts than me can explain the change in that line. Maybe it's because the price on Melanchuk was so high. Uh, and that probably was it. I'd say this is a relatively even fight. Like, if you're betting on the price, you would bet on that plus 165 for Martinek now, I think. Like, why was he, uh, why was he a minus favourite two or three days ago? And why is it that price now? That, that would suggest a bet on that. Very, very interesting there. Um, I, I talked about the... Um, I talked about the other fight, the uh, Narcoon against the Silva fight. As I mentioned, I gave Narcoon a minus uh, 400 there. <laughs> There's an LFA card as well uh, this weekend. If anyone fancies uh, getting on that, maybe some of our... Uh, our American colleagues, <laughs> you know, can, can run you through that. Um, the UFC then is all run through that in a second. But before that, there's also an FEN card there. I see Matthias Strakowski is on that. He's uh, an underdog at plus uh, 275 over David Kalinski, um, who's, you know, obviously been around for a while. Uh, on the Octagon card, oh, yeah, I, I read out some of those earlier on, so I, I won't uh, go through that massively again. But I, as I said, I'm going for Manny Martin there. I do think Eckerling will win that fight. Um, Bayan Velojevic is on the card as well against Yandro Silva very very close there both around the minus what minus 120 minus 110 um, I, you know I'd probably go for Bojan in that one there I suppose uh, and John Hathaway I don't know what I can you bet on a guy who's been out for that long I, I hope he comes back and I hope he looks good but geez, I don't think I'd be betting on it at, at that stage so interesting stuff there uh, right in the UFC uh, so the Grasso Arujo obviously went through that Grasso is uh, the favourite minus 225 plus 190 for Arujo Cole Swanson John and Martinez interest in the Cub uh, is the underdog here plus 182 minus uh, 212 for uh, Jonathan Martinez you know Cub down through the years hasn't been a guy who I suppose has been an underdog too many times to, to names like this. You know, John and Martinez, 16 and 4, went out and he, he won his last three in a row, all by decision. Vince Morales, uh, Perez, and Lavishvili. Um, I, I, I wonder. This is, um, this is a bantamweight, yeah. So, Cub Swanson, obviously, you know, moving down. Uh, we, we will see how that works out for him and I suppose that's the reason here he did beat Aaron, Ilk, Dar- Aaron Delkins uh, <laughs> Darren Elkins last time out that was you know nigh on a year ago now and I suppose that price I, I was actually I was like wondering why the price is that price and it is that price I suppose because he's moving down if you think he can cut weight and get down well I think that plus 182 I think that's a good price. I think he matches up well there. Uh, Askrav, as I mentioned, uh, he is the 
favourite there minus 225 plus 192 plus 200 I, I see plus 205 actually I see Rival here in one place Dusa Tatarovic uh, is a favourite minus uh, 205 against Jordan Right. let's see what the knockout price is in there right by KO plus 200 uh, plus 300 uh, is the betting up for Tatarovic to win by KO it doesn't seem to be uh, but anyway yeah so if, if you fancy that go, go for that Aminifil Sarkinov minus 200 plus 170 uh, for Sarkinov Brandon Davis against Mana Martinez very close betting there minus uh, 150 for Martinez Davis uh, that's not a bad price plus uh, 132 Malkoon and Massimov I haven't been that impressed at Massimov to be honest he always comes in as a favourite Malkoon the best fighter in the world. I'd probably go for Malcoon if I was betting on someone there at, at plus 120, minus 140, but now with a great amount of uh, of confidence. Uh, Victor Henry against Rafael Asun. So, you know, this is a sort of match again. I suppose Asun's out a few years ago. Wouldn't have been a plus 270 favourite, but Henry has looked good. So, mm. Big look, it's the step up, and I think the price reflects that in terms of he's a very good fighter, but Asun's maybe isn't where he used to be, but... He ha- Asensio has been the best yardstick in the UFC for years. Very, very good fighter. Um, I yeah, I, I probably would go with Henry though. There, Mike Jackson uh, coming back in after the 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 madness uh, against Dean Barry. Plus five hundred, minus seven hundred for Peter Rodriguez. Definitely avoid that one. And uh, yeah, uh, Sam Hughes plus one fifty one, minus one seventy five for Rodriguez. Vargara plus one ninety. Tatsu Tiara minus. 225 there as well. I'd probably go for the I'd probably go for the two favourites there. So uh alright, I will leave it there, everyone. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'll recap my bets again. Askar Askrov to win by decision, plus 150. Minifield wins inside the distance, plus 105. I'm going for Thomas Narcoon at minus 400. Mallory Martin at minus 350. And Vivian Rujo on the main event in the UFC to win inside the distance at plus 600. Alright. That's it for me. My name is Sean Sheehan for Shardog.com and I'll see you all next time.